The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by Mad Mushroom, home of the original cheese sticks. Proudly serving Purdue's campus, Mad Mushroom offers Boilermakers amazing pizza, cheese sticks, wings, grinders, and so much more. Next time you visit, tell them Boiler Breakdown sent you for $5 off any order over $20. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by Webb's Family Pharmacy. Webb's Family Pharmacy is an independently owned community pharmacy with stores located in Rochester, Akron, and North Manchester, Indiana. Webb's is happy to announce they are providing flu shots by appointment right in your car. Simply call to set up an appointment and their friendly and caring staff will be happy to help you. For all of your high quality medical equipment, supplies, and pharmacy services, check out www.webrx.com or give them a call. Webb's Family Pharmacy the professional pharmacy with the hometown touch. The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by Shroff Landscaping. Shroff Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact Mitch Melton today for all of your landscaping needs at 317-694-9763. Shroff Landscaping, design with you in mind. This is Carson Edwards from the Boston Celtics, and you're listening to the Boiler Breakdown Podcast, hosted by Tanner Lee, Evan Webb, and Andrew Eiler. They have to win there. Tanner understands. Oh, anybody? God, I guess. Baptizing the masses. Trying to save it. Jump ball here. And kept in place by Edwards. What a great they numbers. They got numbers. Edwards steps it in. Oh. The Boilers got a walk-out, baby. And like always, thank you, Carson Edwards. I'm sure he was very frustrated last night when the Celtic game got canceled because it looked like he was going to be one of eight guys that were active. He was going to get get some get some major minutes. Could have had two starters, two Boilermakers starting. Dakota Mathias starting for the 76ers. Midwest Cowboy. Took advantage, uh, 12 points the other night. And what, did he play 30 minutes? Did I read that right? 30? 36 minutes 30, or something. Because they, yeah. they only had like seven guys. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's it's hitting NBA hard right now. There's a lot of yeah. teams that are just scrambling I, to get games in. I think oh, it's yeah, starting I saw, again. It was like, please welcome your Philadelphia Sevens. But happy for Dakota. It was funny watching him after. I'm like, yep, he's definitely the slowest guy on the court, but he's making it happen. He's being efficient. So we 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 saw that for years. Seppi wasn't the slowest guy on the court. But uh, yeah. anyways, Tanner Lee here with Evan Webb and Andrew Eiler. We're back. We're pumped. We're excited to bring you this weekly edition of the Boiler Breakdown Podcast. Purdue coming off a huge win Friday night. It was the only game that was played last week because the Nebraska game, like Evan and I mentioned to you last week, was canceled due to COVID. And now we'll probably get into it a little later. Nebraska's got issues again on their side. Which is which has canceled their game against Illinois this upcoming Wednesday. Scott Frost's fault. Could that affect Purdue's game against Indiana since Indiana just played Nebraska yesterday? I don't know. We don't know yet. So we might be talking about a bunch of stuff that's irrelevant <laughs> here in the next couple of days, but hopefully not. I think Archie's scared. <laughs> he should be. He should be. It's uh let's see here. What do I got on my phone? It has been uh, last time IU beat Purdue was February 20, 2016. So it's been a long time. Um, that's the best thing about the Trump presidency is we're 7 0 against Indiana since he We're 8 5 during Obama's two terms. So, you know, that's about the only thing I can say. So, on that note, <laughs> um, but yeah, we went up to East Lansing and, uh, took down our second least favorite program, the Michigan State Spartans, and a uh, thrilling yeah. come-from-behind victory that matched Matt Painter's biggest come-from-behind victory. The other one was the 2017, um, I believe it was 17, Crossroads Classic against Notre Dame. Okay. I didn't even, didn't even What was the – so I know Purdue was down 15 and a half times today. 16, yeah, 2016, 15. Crossroads. 
so how much did Purdue get down? They were down 15 at halftime. Did they get down like down 17, 17 or anything? Yep. Yeah. They came scored right away. <clears throat> yep. That first half was ugly. Purdue <laughs> 15 points after scoring six, six field goals, six made baskets in the first half. Didn't yeah. even feel like that many. No, Jaden Ivey had three in a row at one point. Or yeah. something. Stars, stars accounted for four points of the 16. Yeah. And He's then the Trivion Williams show in the second half. Oh, boy, was it ever. He likes playing against the teams in his uh, home state, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it was a tale of two halves. I mean, of course, Michigan State didn't play their best ball. Either did we, even though we won the game and, and played better. Mm-hmm. In the second half, it wasn't near our best. I mean, we, were, we still were looking pretty sloppy at times. But like you said, Trey just took over. Um, oh, I mean, Purdue didn't hit a – Purdue didn't make – I mean, Michigan State was playing great defense in the first half, but, I mean, Purdue had a lot of opportunities still. I mean, they went 0 for 12 from threes. Correct. So. Yep. Couldn't – couldn't couldn't. 3 of 24 on the game from threes. So, couldn't I mean, throw it in the ocean at times. You know. um, getting good looks. I mean, Mason Gillis, don't remember the last time the poor guys made a jump shot. <laughs> After he made, made, like, what, like 10 in a row, 12 yeah. in a row, something like that? Yeah. To start out, yeah. Jay Knight gets a lot of open looks. Yeah. Comes up short a lot. Um, yeah, we were three of 24 from three for the game. Yeah. Yeah. That's, doubt we see that ever again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like I remember seeing To get a win. To get a win. Oh, yeah. To yeah, win. yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Shoot. We definitely shoot three for 24 again. Yeah. I was saying, like, uh, yeah. Come out on the winning side. It's pretty rare, especially against a Tom Enzo coach team. But this is our third win in a row against Spartans in six out of our last nine games. Six out of our last nine that we've played. So we play them again later in the season, don't we? Yes, February sixteenth. Yep. Yep. So about a month away. Um, they'll be out. That's a Tuesday. I think it's like a Tuesday ESPN game, I believe. Okay. This is definitely a. It, just watching, I was like, man, it was weird because it just didn't feel like we were playing Michigan State. I mean, just because mm-hmm. you, you know, I'm. Um, not used to seeing Cassius Winston out there. They didn't have a big body like a Nick Ward type person there. It was weird seeing Hauser, even though Hauser looks like a Michigan State player for whatever reason, just a bald white dude. But it definitely felt like it was, yeah, yeah. It felt like it was a an off brand Michigan State team, which I think as you can kind of see with them as as of their struggles, just like we have. Um, I still think they'll figure it out by the time March rolls around. They were they were pretty they were kicking it the last ten minutes just like just like Purdue was like their yeah. second game of the year it looked like but there was I don't know they were turning the ball over like yeah. Purdue was six weeks ago. That's the thing I keep trying to remind myself is you know it was a great win but it's not like we just you know throttled them in the second half it was they definitely helped us out by just sure. playing like crap. It was too. pretty ugly. It was a pretty <laughs> ugly. Game. It's one of those games that we'll take it. We'll run out of the oh, Bradford absolutely. Center and head back to West Lafayette because I felt like we just absolutely stole one and those are beautiful. Yeah. Um, I mean, Matt, you could talk to him. He fist pumps some of the or fist bumps some of the players. You never see him show that emotion yeah. right after the game. So I think he was oh, relieved. And, and it's got to feel good for how many times Izzo's beat him out for recruits and stuff. And he's starting to get the better of Tom when it comes to in, in-game coaching. Well, they were I mean, yeah, they're the two old guys in the league now. I mean, yeah. experienced. I mean, in the league the longest. So um, I just read a little bit about it. I think I texted you guys a few mm-hmm. hours ago. Matt Painter's radio show. He is pretty. He was sounded pretty funny just from the recap of it. He had some interesting comments about Michigan State and the fouls, and uh, it was. It sounded like it was a good interview. I'm gonna have to go find that later. Tonight. Yeah, well, but, I think uh, I think Purdue Athletics or, or Purdue yeah. basketball account usually puts it on Twitter and, and Facebook. So I usually actually share it from our well, the breakdown mm-hmm. page. So I apologize, I didn't. I was occupied doing something else doing a different pod so <laughs> and i bet yeah. that was entertaining speaking malik hall went one for three from the field one for yeah, two for free throw time. two rebounds two turnover no wait sorry just two rebounds two fouls uh three points three assists one steal and a plus minus of minus 10 mm. which, which i guess i felt bad and yep. he plays like the four, kind of. He doesn't play the five. Everything. I know they go small. Yeah. Like they went real small at times. Yeah. yeah. He played about just under 23 minutes, too. Yeah. So. Oh, well. Huge mistake. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it, I was telling Evan, Andrew, before we started recording, you know, even throughout the other losses this year and the other games, I haven't got very nervous. Like even the Miami 
debacle that was a Miami loss. <laughs> normally, I'd punch a hole through something, and normally this year I didn't. I stayed pretty calm. The other night, I got very nervous at the end of that game. That was like the first time this season I was like, just because I think it was Michigan State, and I knew we needed it because we've been getting a few L's in the column, and I just wanted uh, to bad, and it was a it was a fun one. I was the opposite. I felt fairly good going into the game, and then how bad the first half was. I got so upset the first half. The second half, I was just like, it's over. They scored 16 <laughs> points the first half. It's over. And then yeah. they kind of got it to like five, and I'm like, all right, well, they got to they got to take get over the hump and take a lead at some point. But ah, they won't. Yeah, they're they're gonna get my hopes up. So I just I was like, nope, they lost. So yeah. Well, it's amazing the sequence of events that had that go Purdue's way and did at the end of the game for Purdue to win this. I mean, yeah, the, unreal, throw, yeah. the jump ball, the uh, the out of bounds, the out of bounds, Eric Hunter yeah. tipping it, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was a team effort. It was a I did, I, you know, you hate you hate to see Tom Izzo crying on the sidelines. You know, you feel bad for him sometimes. Never. Yeah. <laughs> Makes you want to wear a ribbon. Yeah, they uh, the Spartans now this week. They got. Uh, they go to Iowa and then host Indiana this week. So, Jeez. not the easiest week for them either. So, Big Ten. Nobody, there's never an easy week. You in have to right come prepared every single night. I think Maryland, Illinois was the um, perfect example of that last night. Maryland was missing their best player or one of their best players, Eric Ayala. And that sounds right. It would have. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. It's spelled. I know how it felt. <laughs> uh, they went in the champagne and beat Illinois. Illinois has been sleepwalking yeah. through first halves of games over and over again, and it finally uh, caught up to them. Friend of the show, Thad Mooney, said, never gets old seeing him cry on the sideline, <laughs> referring to Tom Izzo. Amen to that. I can't stand that guy. <laughs> so, it's just, yeah. it's just, it's just, what, what Izzo would just grinds my gears is you know a call goes against them and then he just works the official he knows how. i mean i, 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 I mean, yeah, I mean part, part of it yeah stick. yeah yeah the, the combination of those two is awful which i'm pretty sure i, I don't remember but i want to say someone on the knucklehead central said that our record's actually pretty good when bo is our is our, is our official and i think actually painter likes bo and those guys because at least you know what you're getting from them like they're pretty consistent I think they're consistently bad. Consistently but, bad, yeah. yeah. You know. But yeah, I just I just hate how it just works. Which part of it is too. I mean, strategy. I mean, it is. I mean, kudos to. I mean, Izzo's been around forever, so he knows the game and knows the strategy. But I just hate when he just works them, and all of a sudden they just get a couple just blatantly maybe obvious bad calls that go their way, and yeah, it just pisses me off. And then of course you had I just keep the when Hunter forced that out of bounds, Bo made and a just an absurd uh, when he made his call, it was just like he was on center stage and it was just like, good God. Well, yeah. Big tens had officials do that for years that yeah. try to make it all about them. I mean, uh, Teddy Valentine. Valentine was that way. Uh, Steratore wasn't that way too no, much. No, I like Steratore. Um, yeah, Hightower wasn't that way. Burr was awful, but he wasn't that way. Um, He's still alive. I don't know. I have no he doesn't idea. ref anymore. He retired, but I yeah. don't know if he's still living. But there, there's a couple refs out there, though, that make it all about them. If you know the official's name, Eads, it's not good. Eads is the one I don't like. Mike Eads. I can't stand Eads. that guy. I haven't seen him, though, around this year. So He got relegated. Back to high school basketball. <laughs> well, Bo, you know Bo's bad when he got suspended the whole year that one year for uh, gambling on the side. So. <laughs> I don't know how he's allowed to ref game. Yeah, you know, it's so it. stupid that you can come back. It's not like there's other people that can like that want to do this. Like, I would love to go ref college basketball games if I had, was in shape enough to do that and sure. do what I was doing. Yeah, jeez. But Zip, I'd get so emotionally involved, I'd get ticked at one of the fan bases or teams and just start calling crap. Then I, get <laughs> oh, well, I, I remember when I was... You probably can't host a couple sports podcast shows, including one of them <laughs> specific to a Big Ten basketball team. They probably wouldn't want me taking yeah. a step in Assembly Hall and roughing a game. Yeah. Well, I remember when I, when I was in school and I'd uh, roughed intramurals. There was one... I didn't get to do it, but uh, one of my uh, roommates got a chance to officiate a Purdue scrimmage at the co-rec and painter was working them. And I was terrified and I was not even refing the game and it was, there's no way, but like it was, it was hilarious just to watch painter just, just get into these 
1920 <laughs> college kids. How much? How much of it was him just like messing with these oh, kids sure to be like, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna he, make this yeah. kid poop his pants right yeah, now? Yeah, it was a lot of that. I would, but... Yeah, I would pee or crap myself. <laughs> I heard, uh, my dad and I was still talking about this. Webby, I think a couple weeks ago you mentioned we went to like the the day camp or something, yeah. basketball middle school. My dad will still like bring this up, like when uh, we like started the camp. Everybody, the kids are sitting there, and Painter comes up and he's talking. And like mid sentence, he's like, "Yeah, you know, you gotta thank your parents." And he's like, "Sit up!" Like he like yelled at the kid, like <laughs> mid sentence, who was like leaning back, like or something. And it was just got everybody's attention. <laughs> Did it on purpose to get everybody's oh, attention. Yeah, yeah. It was it was awesome. Nobody wants to speak the rest of the time. <laughs> I couldn't imagine, man. I, I mean. I got yelled at a little bit as a manager, and I couldn't take it. Home <laughs> staff, and that wasn't even bad. I, actually, the most I ever got yelled, at, I got to share this story real quick. First day, Daryl Hazel staff comes. Okay, I'm working with the defensive backs, and and I'm not like we had so many managers my first and second year. A lot of us there'd be two managers per position. Now it was just me on my own. So my defensive backs, and John Haycock, who is now the defense coordinator at Iowa State, was the DB's coach. I was his only year at Purdue was his first year at Hazel. Then he went to BDC at Kent State. Now he's at Iowa State. Anyways, I get up there and he's got some drill marked down. I'm looking at the team. What the heck's this drill? Like this isn't anything that the last staff ran. Logan Leakes, the GA, he had just graduated. He's a GA. He goes, I don't know what it is. He goes, let's set it up how we think. He gets out there. <laughs> We don't have the piece of equipment that he wants, and he just rips. What the hell is it? Where's the damn piece of equipment? Get me somebody who knows what's going on yelling at them. So Logan and I are running, and I remember Logan Lee looks at me and goes, is this how it's going to be the whole year with this guy? Like, I don't know. I just want to get some piece of equipment and get everything set up. After that, we were good. It only took a good once, and then I was ready to yeah, go. Figure it out. My God, they can be scary when they want to be in. Oh, yeah. Oof. But good stuff. But uh, back on track. Where were we? Yeah. So, so Purdue got the much-needed win. Now that sets up the big matchup Thursday at Assembly Hall, or should I say Mackey South, as it's been, been renamed by me on this podcast the last few years. It's going to bite me one of these days. Yeah, yeah, I swear I'm, I'm going to keep calling it. Uh, it's going to be a weird one um, for the rivalry history. No no fans. Um, yeah. Uh, I think I think Purdue's the better offensive team, but I think Indiana's the better defensive team. Much better defensively, I think so. Yeah. So I, I mean, yeah. I think of course it's key every game is keeping Travion out of foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you see it that second half of Michigan State game that he played. I don't know how many minutes he played the second half, but I mean, he totally different offense when he's on the floor. I mean, nothing from Zach Eady who's way ahead of schedule and does a lot of good things as well, but it's just totally different with Trevion out there. And he, he even – how about his clutch free throws down the stretch? He yeah. didn't make ball, but he made more than I thought he was going to. I was uh, sitting there with, with my wife, and I was like, no, he's not going to make it. He's, not <laughs> he's, a 40, he's a 43% free throw shooter who's like six of nine right now. Like he's he's due to miss a couple. Mm-hmm. He bumped up his average to 52%. Yeah. So there, you go. there we go. And what a beautiful inbounds play they ran. That last one, and that I was even, uh, like I wasn't even paying attention to that cluster, that little blob that they. But like I went back after uh, I think Chris Foreman mentioned it. And I went back and I was like, I'm honestly shocked that someone wasn't called because especially Gillis, because Gillis just plowed through everybody. I'm surprised we did not get called for an offensive foul there, but it worked. So that was part of what Painter talked about on the radio show tonight of how physical and how much they were holding. And he actually said that he asked, he called Brad Stevens and said like, what do you do when like they hold so much? Cause he's like, it was like the NBA. He called he's like, what is this? The NBA East or big 10 NBA <laughs> East or something. Um, and he said he gave Shrewsbury a lot of credit for the plays down the stretch, those last two plays, which makes sense. I mean, coming from Brad, mm-hmm. having, having both experience with Painter and Brad, um, yeah, that's what I think. That he gave a little bit of credit to that last play to Brad. There was just something quick. I got to be cool. real quick. Yeah, that's one thing I've noticed about Painter the last probably five or so years. His inbounds plays are pretty spectacular. He's pretty good at that. After timeouts or after dead ball periods, um, the inbounds plays are usually pretty good. Um, but uh, Still yeah, scare me. I, I hate inbounds plays. They scare. Oh, me. I know. I know. <laughs> There's no timeouts and you know, panic. But a beautiful pass, beautiful catch, beautiful shot. Um. Good defense without fouling. Mm-hmm. I just kept saying, don't foul, don't foul, don't I thought foul. They, I thought for sure they were going to take a timeout, and then they kept going. Because I thought maybe like for a second, I thought some of our players assumed that too, and they just kind of just stopped on um, stopped on the play. And But, I mean, it was especially credit to Gillis again because he kind of just stepped up and kept 
I think it was Henry took that last shot from mm-hmm. and he got to the hoop and of course he had an extra Gary. had yeah, had, 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 had an extra second to get the ball off because the clock didn't start right away. But you know it is what it is when you play Michigan State at the Breslin Center. But yep. yep. I was I was looking at it. Um so Purdue went ten deep, like they kind of have been, but I felt like this was one of the more balanced. I mean, Gillis only played eleven minutes. Ethan Morton nine. Isaiah Thompson eleven. Like I, and then Aaron Wheeler twenty nine minutes. I, I mean, he. I don't remember him doing anything. I know he fouled out with like yeah. five minutes left in the game, so he played a lot. Was that just his athleticism? You think? I mean, he Michigan did hit Rangers, one big so. three, if I recall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was one for five. He had two rebounds, one for five assists, and a steal. Ivy had six boards. Yeah. yeah. He can get up there for a guard, man. He can jump. Long. He is lanky. Yeah, when he like drives and he f- just floats and elevates for like those layups, man, it's beautiful to watch. So he can be manny at times, but he also can be so fun to watch. I don't know. He doesn't like make me mad out there because he he's so fast. Yeah, you know he's got to be really really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So definitely got a little Carson in him. Yep. That's kind of yep. same mentality. Which I mean, the the crazy thing too is a stat I heard on Golden Black was. He has not turned the ball over since coming back from injury. So yeah. since coming back from the Ohio State, when he came back to the Ohio State game, he has not turned the ball over a single time. Not I would never guess that. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, yeah, he doesn't play. You know, he's not playing 25, 30 minutes. But, I mean, he's he's not like Ryan Klein or PJ out there where they're not really driving or trying to make a play. They're, you know, he's he's actively trying he's to make a play. He's super aggressive. <laughs> he's very aggressive, and, he, and he's a freshman, and he has not turned it over. Uh, in like like seven straight games or something like that. Yeah, that really surprises me. Yeah, mm. it's pretty cool. Which I have no idea who the last. I mean, you'd probably have to go back to a Klein or PJ, but again, they're very different players compared to what what Jaden is. So it's hope he keeps that up because that is most impressive. Absolutely, absolutely. I gotta give Andrew credit to this. He just. Uh, said in our private chat, what is this? We're all three wearing sweatshirts. This is an anti-Scott Frost podcast. Yep. We couldn't make it. Couldn't make it, Lincoln. Good call. Scotty Frost is probably bumming today by losing his study by the fever. Wondell Robinson enters the transfer portal, but Purdue's going to be all over him, but it looks like he's probably heading to Kentucky. Yeah, heading back home probably. Yeah, where he's originally committed. It would be pretty nice to trade a Rondell for a Wondell. Oh, absolutely. It would be. And uh, essentially another Rondell with experience too. Like it's mm-hmm. not like he'd be a freshman coming in and be. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Jeff Rom would know how to use him, so never know. He would. Got a lot of, you know. He would. He just might not have enough coin on the table. I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, but Bloomington coming up Thursday. Like we've kind of been hinting at uh, Indiana. Interesting week last week. Uh, double overtime heartbreaker for them against Wisconsin. Trice took over and was clutch, ice in his veins. And then they had a hard-fought win in Lincoln yesterday. They got up real big, and Nebraska climbed back, and then Indiana finished them off. So that was an ugly game. I know you guys didn't watch it. I was watching it. I watched a little bit of it, it, but it was like it, <laughs> watching Nebraska just makes me so uncomfortable, just because they're just. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you can definitely tell they're not a cohesive team because they're all from God knows where. Twelve different, yeah. <laughs> they have like twelve transfers. Yeah, um, and they were just like Hoiberg way. Yeah, the Hoiberg way, and I mean, they've got one of the kids' brother coming in next year as a five star. So kudos to him. Um, but uh, I mean, Indiana plays really good defense. That's what worries me. Um, you know, I thought for sure with. You know, I thought Wisconsin was going to blow them out just because of how good Wisconsin. I thought Illinois was going to blow them out, and they they kept them. You know, they essentially turned into a rock fight, which is what they want. You know, if it's a, a shootout, then I don't think they're going to be able to keep up. Um, so pray to God we don't shoot twelve percent from three this next game because hopefully someone like Sasha and Eric can get things going again. Because if we can yeah. if we can shoot well consistently, um, I think we can run away with it. But if it's if we're not hitting and I mean, they're not, you know, they're especially under Archie. They haven't been known as a great shooting team, but they've got some guys. I'm not sure if Franklin's going to play this game. I thought I heard on the radio this today, listening to Doc, it's a little bit. He's talking with Don Fisher. I, they think he might nice. play this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, they think he might play this week. I don't know. Um, he had a, I thought I heard that it was like a while. Yeah, but he's already missed essentially two to three games, if you count the game that he, he got hurt in. Um He's shooting damn near fifty percent from three, and and 
the difference I think from this team compared to previous teams is when they're open, they're hitting them, which is compared yeah. to like last year, they were never, they wouldn't hit any, you pretty good. You'd be pretty confident to miss, but Franklin's lights out right now. Um, Durham's been hitting pretty, pretty consistently from deep when he's open. I mean, you got guys like Jerome Hunter who have been hitting from deep. Um, Rice Thompson has proven he can hit it. So you have to take it. I mean, I saw Nebraska wasn't even trying to guard him from three and he made him pay a couple times. Um, Anthony Leal with uh, the freshman who has come in with Franklin being hurt. He's knocked down some threes. So you know, he might be confident. Um, Christian Landry has been a dumpster fire, which is hilarious. Um, oh, great. But, now you could go off. <laughs> I said, I regret saying that. Um, but it'll be interesting. I mean, obviously, Trace Jackson's going to be the focus. I mean, if, if he if, sure. if he's dominating, it's not going to be good for us. But I think Painter's pretty good about trying to keep, you know, the star player at their average and let someone else burn you. So if we can stop Garza or keep him, keep him at his average and blow out Iowa, I think we can do the same thing here. Do you think so? I mean, against Michigan State, it was pretty clear that Edie and Trevion had a huge size advantage down low, like they are against most teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Trace is, is Trace their tallest guy, at like six nine. I mean, he's not real thick. I mean, he's obviously quicker than both Edie, more athletic, and he's very skilled. So that's yeah. going to be hard. But I mean, do you think on as defensively, are we going to have that? Are they going to have that much of a advantage? Yeah, sorry, Trace offensively is- against them when they, when them guarding down low. I mean, is Trevion and Edie going to be able to get down low and dominate in the paint like they did against Michigan State? It would be interesting to see who they put on Trevion. I would I wouldn't be surprised if they put Race Thompson on Trevion. Mm-hmm. Probably. Um, Trace Jackson is listed at he's Trace is listed at six nine. Race is listed at six eight. <clears throat> um, I don't know what Hunter six seven. Because they don't have Joey Brunk this year. They don't have Joey Brunk. He's been- I wish they had Joey Brunk so bad. Oh, my gosh. Trevion would dominate him. So, oh, I don't, yeah, they don't, they don't really have – I mean, yeah, essentially their, so their center essentially is 6'8", you 6'9", know, depending on who. I'm not really sure if Trace or – Which is – I mean, Purdue's, Purdue's got a – Yeah. 7'4". I mean, you're not going to – nobody's going to have that right. size. Plus, Trevion's not small. Yeah. So, I mean, 10, that, 300, that, 260 pounds or something. That pack line defense, I mean, they'll be when Travion gets the ball or is Edie, there'll be a bunch of guys, there'll be three or four guys around him. So it'll be interesting, but hopefully you just be able to find the open man. And You know what's funny is that now that you say Izzo said they're going to throw the kitchen sink at Travion and he had they 20 did. points. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't uh, really but, ever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you think the Michigan State was kind of a good warm up for IU? I mean, it was so physical. I mean, they oh, were, yeah. I mean, a very good defense. So now they kind of, had a dry run through. It's like, okay, yeah. the first half, not good. It's weird with scheduling. You know, we only played one game last week. We had to wait clear till Friday. We already knew, though, we were going to have a six-day break, six day break between these two games. Mm-hmm. But we kind of get a rest up now from that physical game. Right. And then um, most likely the quick turnaround against Penn State, assuming that game happens. Penn State's postponed tomorrow for their fourth straight game. Those guys have only played seven games on the year. They haven't played since December 30th. So I have no idea. When when's it get to the point where the Big Ten has a step in? Like, uh, what do we do about these guys' season? Like for this right. team, because there's a point. It's like you can't make up all these games if nobody else is getting affected. So I don't. Right. Uh, we're in a tough position. Um, but um, no, look forward to it. It's always a fun game. It's a maddening game, nerve wracking. Yeah. Oh, but it's what I do look forward to every year. I don't. I I look forward to it after we win. Yeah, or if I know that we've got a good chance, like like the 2017 game, uh, Creams last and the Bengals last year, the Big Ten championship game. I was looking forward to that game, so I was like, man, we should win this game. We're gonna win the freaking Big Ten championship at home on senior night. I look forward to that game. I don't look forward to any game down there. Um, or really, I sure have got used to. Oh, I, I hate it when I mean, for the longest time, we grew up never winning there. Never, no, no. Like, I remember when we won there in 09 with our really good team, my. Three and it was the biggest deal ever. <laughs> I had never seen us win down there. But then uh, that was against a like a depleted team. That was oh, like it was, against, first, it was cream um, second, second year. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, my three. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it was their Super Bowl, and they about beat took down our arguably our best team. But uh, yeah. over a few years, we've got them a couple times there, and it's it just been fun. It's like I don't f- it should, but I don't fear that place for Purdue like. A few other places I should, but lately I haven't. I don't know. I hate it. I just, yeah, I, I hate this game too, just because it's so inferior. I have to, it's on mute. Like the TVs are on mute. <laughs> um, I, I had muted it 
six minutes into the Michigan State game. I just can't. A lot of the commentators are just not good anymore. They're just annoying. Cause I, don't they, even, I don't even know who – I can't remember who our commentators were. I was just glad we didn't uh, we did not have Bardo, but we had. Um, I, I, I feel like yeah, I recognize you. Really was an old guy. What was the old yeah. guy? He's uh, always the Fox guy. Yeah. 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 I couldn't. I can't remember. But. I don't remember. They were not good. No. no. But let's, uh, let's pick some Big Ten games real quick. Well, before we do that, uh, Webby, why don't, why don't you tell us what Mad Mush is up to? I would love to. Uh, so, Mad Mush. We're happy to have them on this as the boiler as sponsor of the boiler breakdown. Uh, Mad Mush has been serving boiler since 1993, located in the heart of West Soviet, well known or as well known as the home of the original cheese sticks. I know Tanner and I have indulged in many Mad Mush cheese sticks back in I the day. Could right now, I am hungry. <laughs> <laughs> um, as well as, or sorry, but whenever we like to visit, like sit down, have an ice cold beer while enjoying their latest pizza of the month, uh, which this month I forgot to have it pulled up. Um, is there? It's a keto friendly uh, pizza. Crustless, it is the, right? the crustless. Um, oops, that's not it. Uh, crustless pizza bowl. It's their traditional pizza sauce with your choice of up to three toppings covered in mozzarella cheese and baked together in a bowl. Uh, crustless pizza bowl is available in two sizes and starts at nine ninety nine. Hell of a deal. Hell of a pizza. Um, the next time you're in town, stop by and, and tell them Boiler Breakdown sent you for $5 off any order over $20. Get yourself a couple of Crestless pizza bowls. Get tw- get five bucks off. Any Boiler Breakdown listener can also use the coupon code BREAK5. Tanner's got it up here for our uh, viewers here. All, all caps, B-R-E-A-K-5, the number five, for $5 off any order over $20. Uh, to claim your discount code at madmushroom.com. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. It's pretty easy to spend over twenty dollars there. Very easy. Maybe a large cheese stick and then uh, get some drinks. Yep, drinks. It's yep. So take care of that. Take uh, advantage of that discount code. Absolutely. We start the Big Ten off with a good one tomorrow night. Number eight, Wisconsin at number ten, Michigan. Ooh. Michigan's only played two road games so far this year. They're ten and zero. I did not realize they were undefeated. I was, I was looking at, uh-huh. I was looking at just like the Big Ten standings, and it was crazy how some teams like the home games versus other teams. Have like, and obviously some teams haven't played as many games, but it was like, I think yeah, Michigan has played ten home games. No, sorry, eight home games. Purdue's played five. Uh, Minnesota's played ten home games, and like yeah. Uh, Penn State's played four. Granted, obviously some of those have been canceled, but it's still just crazy to uh, see that. They have a lot of road games coming up. Yeah. I think Michigan gets them. Michigan's rolling right now. I think Hunter Dickinson is too good. Yeah, Yeah, he's probably – I can't think of – I'm trying to think of other freshmen. Your can's probably – Adam Miller from Illinois probably is up there. Um, I mean, I don't even – people on – I've heard some people say Brandon Newman could probably be in that conversation if he gets – he has to get it going again. Um, but I think Michigan. I mean, Hunter Dickinson averaging 18 points and right. eight rebounds. He's getting yeah. the conversation. But I think uh, Michigan. I think Michigan, like, cover, I think Michigan cover. I think they went about by 10. I don't have any spreads on this app, but I just. Four. No, I do. Four. I, I do. Four. Four for I saw game. four. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think Michigan covers that and wins. <clears throat> Rutgers Penn State's postponed. Uh, Wednesday night, you got Northwestern at Ohio State. I saw that uh, CJ Walker's out a month, it sounds like. Did they say why? I think an injury, but I did not. I'm not 100 sure on that. Too much sauce, probably in his diet. Probably. <laughs> um, I don't have a spread for this, but I think Ohio State. Northwestern's kind of reeling right now. Yeah, they're kind of waking up. Um, yeah, they, yeah. they blew that Illinois game the other night. Uh, I like the Buckeyes in this one. Illinois, Nebraska's postponed. Uh, we'll get the Purdue Indiana. In a, in a bit, but let's uh, Michigan State at Iowa. I think Iowa runs away with it. Yeah, I think Garza's is going to have his way. I mean, yeah, Iowa's offensively. Yeah, yeah, and Iowa's offensively just too good. I still think Iowa's the Big Ten's best chance to get a team in the Final Four. I think Illinois might be a little more talented. Yeah, I don't know Illinois. I don't like the way they sleepwalk through games. Brad Underwood is just uh, I don't know, average coach, very average. Holding them back. I can't um, say much about Fran McCaffrey, though. <laughs> Rutgers at Wisconsin or Wisconsin at Rutgers Friday night. Ooh. 
Not the decent one. They got smoked twice last week. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I don't know anything about Wisconsin. Like, I don't think I've, like... They're old. They're yeah, old, yeah. Pretty solid, but... I could name, like, one player on their team. Go I don't two. know, like, off the top of my head right now. I mean, they've got... I mean, you got Brad Potter. Davidson. Yeah. Oh, Potter. yeah, Brad Davidson. That yeah. Tries. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, Pringle. Yeah, I know. There's there's more yeah. there. I just like yeah, they're just so unmemorable. They're boring, but they're good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think I like, I like Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. Where's yeah? Where's that the game? Set record. Oh man, give me yeah. Piscataway, come on. <laughs> they need it. They they're starting to wake up too. Um well we'll go back since I already passed Thursday. Purdue, Indiana. Since Purdue's got two games this week, we hit on that one. I mean, let's see. I mean, I mean he's, really he's, are we ESPN predictor gives it Indiana a sixty six point one percent chance of winning. My ESPN predictor can yeah. my my only hesitation with not picking Purdue is that Trevion Williams already has two fouls. No, that's a given. And anytime Purdue's yeah. big man is good, halfway decent, they got two by the time we get off the and park. and if Trevion Williams only plays like five minutes in the first half, then I mean, I use, I always offense is pretty bad. So they're going to stay in the game. At least he's going to dominate like Haas used to in that building in harms. I hope so. But yeah, I mean, you've, it, there's, I saw he's gonna, he's, here. I'm here's my prediction. Easy's going to get a, get a flagrant and get ejected because he's going to, he's going to catch a ball and trace Jackson's going to run into him. And Edie's going to be going the other direction, yet still get ejected. <laughs> That's my prediction. I will say this is the game I do wish we still had 32 in the uniform yes. of my arms. Yes. I do wish we had him for this game because he was always fun down there. Yeah. But without the fans, it's not as fun because that was part of the reason is they, they hated him and he just yep. he just loved it. But, <laughs> I mean, I know they want this one bad, badly. Um I mean, that was they should want it badly every year, though. Yeah, but I mean, like, but I mean, like, I was reading an article before the season. I think Indy Star was did it, and they were talking like to the incoming freshmen. And I know Galloway was one of those quotes. Says, you know, what game you looking forward to? Um, he should have known. I mean, when I played high school basketball, we were told if you're if you ask you what game you're looking forward to, it's the first one or the next one. And he said the Purdue game was the game he was looking forward to the most because he wanted to win it. Um, so he's an instant kid too. I yeah, mean, he was recruited by he's both a, teams by both schools. What high school did he go to? Yeah. <laughs> Those guys are losers who go to high school. Um, I think we I think it's, it's gonna be a rock fight, which is gonna just not do many good Case things. Greenberg, rock fight. I know. <laughs> I, think it's a, I think it's gonna be like a 68-64. Oh yeah. Good guy victory. I mean, it's gonna be another like that Michigan State. What was the final of the Michigan State game? Like 55, 53? Yeah. Like it's Forming gonna be one of that. Already put a halftime on the graphic. <laughs> Someone else did that too. So another school did that for the final. They passed. Uh, Memphis. Memphis did that. And then somebody said, "Oh, just wait till you guys do like fourth quarter." He goes, "Don't give me any ideas." <laughs> I'm going I... 77-66 Boilers. Ooh. Okay. Oh man, I would love to score. Feeling confident. If Purdue scores seventy, yeah, they're gonna win. Like, by Feeling you know, confident, 10. boys. Uh, I think I think it's Purdue like sixty-two fifty-five. Yeah. All right, I like it all the way around. Saturday, Ohio State at Illinois. Oh, it's too easy. <laughs> this isn't football. <laughs> I know. I just I just want you to. Talk to your 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 uh, co-host. He, I, just, uh, I just want to make him mad. Yeah, he got interesting take about last night's Maryland game. So. I, he's I bet he's not even worried about he, it. He said he wasn't even worried. Two no, talented, too worried. good to be worried. I think I think Illinois wins this one. Yeah, I really. I, yeah, yeah just, I think Illinois wins this one too. If if Illinois, well, now they can't drop the Nebraska game. I was gonna say if they drop the Nebraska game, then they got really <laughs> big problems behind the scenes. But I think this actually helps them. Mm-hmm. Having a little bit of break from that game yeah. last night. So the Illinois gets this one. Speaking of Nebraska, assuming this game happens, Nebraska at Maryland on Saturday. Maryland's tough to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, They're they, like the LA Rams of the Big Ten. Yeah. <laughs> uh very streaky, but then you go ahead and beat Illinois without your one of your best players in Champaign. Um I just I just I mean, I've only watched Nebraska once. And I was not impressed. I mean, they have they have a couple guys who can shoot, um, given the opportunity. But I think Maryland by twelve. I like the I like the Terps. Michigan at Minnesota. Michigan finally goes on the road again. 
Minnesota's another team that's trying There's to There's a lot play. of teams in the Big Ten yeah. I can't figure out. It's night to night. This this league's wild right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, and there's like 10 teams in the top mm-hmm. like 40 in the AP poll right now. Yeah, you got to lace them up and become uh, be ready to go every night. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's Michigan now. <clears throat> everybody wrong, or until they prove otherwise, I'm going to pick Michigan just because they're mm-hmm. – you know, all We're, different. I'll take I'll take the upset with Minnesota. I hope so, Richard. If uh, if Michigan gets through that game, they host Maryland next Tuesday, but then they travel to Mackey next Friday. They'll be top five mm-hmm. yeah. easily. I mean, they're number seven, and that would be mm-hmm. so. Yeah, Wisconsin. It's a, and that's the only time Purdue plays Michigan yeah. this year. Thank God. Um, then we host. Uh, assuming this game happens, Penn State on Sunday. I don't. I'm trying to think. I don't know anything about, about Penn State. I, know. I, I, all. Month, so. <laughs> I can't remember who replaced Pat. Yeah, new coach. They got a bunch of new players. Uh, feels like it. I, I don't know much about them. I don't think. I just don't think they're very good. Yeah, um, they're three and four. My big thing for as I hope that's a game that is we can get a lead and play a lot of the young guys. I mean, granted, it's freaking. It'll be mid-January by that point, but I mean, just give the young guys a chance just to play more than you know, 10, 12 minutes. Um, I'd like to see maybe a lineup of all freshmen out there. I think it'd be pretty. We've already seen it, but I mean, in meaningful Big Ten minutes, where. Yep. Um, but I hope I hope it's not like a Maryland game where we have a huge lead and then they crawl back in it. And so, but hopefully, we Agreed. win by like a, a double-digit victory. Agreed. I think this gets this one pretty easily. Mm-hmm. I would love an easy win. It would be nice, wouldn't it? There hasn't been many of those. In a CBS nooner before the NFL playoffs on Sunday, Indiana at Michigan State. Hmm. It's a good big game for both teams. As yeah. as uh, as Evan Webb said about six minutes ago, it's going to be a rock fight. Um, yeah. uh, the only time I root for Michigan State. Yeah, yep. I know. Yeah. I... I think Michigan State, I think they're just – they're more – I don't know, not more talented, but I think they're more athletic and that they're going to kind of figure it out. Assuming they lose to Iowa, you don't see Izzo teams lose three games in a row very often. No. Um, you got to think they're – This is a different – they don't have Cashless Winston right I now. Know. They don't I mean, have they a David Tillman, Nick Ward. Yeah, I mean, he's, they, been, he's been there forever. He looks like – He's the leader, you know. They got yeah. some leaders, but I don't know. If they don't have that difference maker, but they still got a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take Sparty there. I'll take Sparty. I mean, I think they've had what, like twenty-two straight NCAA tournament appearances or something like that. I think they had that plastered on the back wall of the of the backdrop of Breslin. Oh, right. So, I mean, again, this is the game that they have to have. Um, so, they go on to this week. We can really start talking about them potentially missing the tournament. Oh, it'd be glorious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'd be hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, before we uh, move on to some football news. I need to bring up that the uh, Boiler Breakdown podcast is brought to you by Webb's Family Pharmacy. Webb's Family Pharmacy is an independently owned community pharmacy with stores located in Rochester, Akron, and North Manchester, Indiana. Webb's is happy to announce that they are providing flu shots by appointment right in your car. Simply call to set up an appointment, and their friendly and caring staff will be happy to help you. For all of your high-quality medical equipment, supplies, and pharmacy services, check out www.webrx.com or give them a call. Web Family Pharmacy, the professional pharmacy with the hometown touch. Boiler owned and operated. I feel like we have a lot of football news to cover, but it's kind of all over the place. <laughs> um, it, all so liked, it was a pretty of, crazy day. Some departing yeah. players, uh, new coach hired, uh, possibility of a stud player out there in the portal. Uh, a lot of things happening, but let's let's get to the coach, the the coaching staff news that's hit lately. Um, of course, we know we're looking for defense coordinator still. Bob Diaco was fired after one season at Purdue. Purdue still hadn't filled his role yet. But there's a couple other defensive positions that they're now looking to fill. Um, Terrence, is that his name? Terrence Jameson? Mm-hmm. The defense sure. line coach left a, few day, <laughs> left a few days ago for Illinois. So that left that vacant. Well, Purdue filled that today with uh, Mark Hagan. You know, a lot of Purdue fans, that might kind of – Raise their ears a little bit. Yeah, that's the same Mark Hagan that coached from 2000 to 2008 under Joe Tiller as a defensive line coach. Coached the likes of Ryan Kerrigan, 
Kawan Short, when they were both young, Alex McGee, um, Aiken Adele, Sean Phillips, um, Craig Terrell. The den of defensive ends. Anthony Spencer. Anthony Spencer, Ray Edwards. Yep, den of defensive ends and some good defensive tackles. So awesome to have him back. He was the uh, in, in defensive assistant the last few years for Texas. So well, right when I saw that first, I thought he was the new defensive coordinator. Yeah, me too. That was how I read it, and I was That's pretty excited. Just the defensive yeah. line coach. Uh-huh. So that makes me really excited about the defensive coordinator because I feel like Hagen wouldn't jump on board unless it's somebody he respects. Right. Cause that was like, I mean, you're going from Texas. I mean, make as many jokes as you want to about Texas being back. That's still freaking Texas. And you're going same position to a a big 10 team who hasn't been to a new year six bowl. I guess. I mean, that had been to New York Six Bowl in how long? We, we can say since 03. Uh, yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Technically, Capital or the. Okay. Uh, they haven't been to a meaningful New Year's Day Bowl since yeah. the 2004 Capital One Bowl. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I think that, that says, I think there's something there about that. Something's in the works of a pretty sweet defensive coordinator. So, when I, I didn't, I, I remember, um, I think when Herman was let go. That there, his name was circulated because mm-hmm. I mean he's he's from Indiana he's got the connection to Purdue I and I was thinking the same thing defensive coordinator I'm like I'd be ecstatic because I think he was known as I, a good I, recruiter at Purdue and a good recruiter when he was at IU for a couple I of years he was in Indiana that's what I honestly thought I thought he had no connection to Brom he's an Indiana grad yeah he coached at Purdue but he's coached Indiana he's an Indiana grad you know why not you know go be a DC at and I mean honestly let's say what we want I mean. Ole Miss jokes aside, I mean, they had a pretty good season and they're kind of definitely, you know, trajectory wise, you look on the up and up compared to us. So it's, I thought that was going to be a slam dunk. Granted, he's not, I don't think he was ever there with Allen. So maybe that, not. yeah. So I mean, he's not there, but still, it's his alma mater. He's coached there, but I thought he was going to go there. I would have put money on it if I was a betting man, but I'm not. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I was thinking, so I, I was just looking at it. He he started tweeting like goodbye like Sunday or Saturday or Sunday or something like that two days ago that he wasn't. So then it was pretty obvious he wasn't getting retained by Sarkeesian, but I didn't know when. Uh, it was just odd timing. So Terrence Jameson mm-hmm. took the move move to go to Illinois with his, his coach that he played mm-hmm. for at Wisconsin and Brett Bielma. And then about the same time, so I was almost like it just—it was very close together. It was almost like if they were waiting on it, and then Brom kind of knew this was going to like as soon as Bielma was coming back to the Big Ten, he's like, okay, this makes too much sense. And maybe he was even—I mean, probably they have a good relationship. I'm sure he's open about it. And he's like, hey, just to let you know, or he's obvious about it. And they had this in the works almost, is what it kind of seemed like. That it was yeah. just too perfect. The, the, that- the timing of everything. I'm trying to connect the dots, and I'm not good <laughs> at all. I'm really bad, and I'm not. I'm not tracking flight wear or any of that stuff. <laughs> um, but the timing of this, and then the Jameson news, and last week getting the two SEC transfers, yep. OC brothers. Oh yeah, from um, Auburn. Auburn, and then oh, what's the kid from South Carolina's name? Joseph. Adams. Uh, Joseph Anderson. Anderson. Joseph Anderson. So the linebacker OC brothers from Auburn, Joseph Anderson, the defensive end from South Carolina. Brothers was a three-star recruit. Anderson was a four-star recruit with offers from about anybody you can think of. You name it, he had offers. Yeah. And so they like both – Number 102 player in the country, yeah. Three yeah. years eligibility left, two or three years each. I think they were both redshirt freshmen. Because you don't have to sit out this year with red uh, transfers can play right away. Has that uh, been approved? I know there's a lot of speculation that's going to be. Maybe it hadn't been officially, but I'm, I'm pretty – it yeah, I, don't. I think everybody seems pretty confident mm-hmm. it's going to be. I don't think it's been so, so sure they didn't play a bunch for Auburn or South Carolina, but we'll take them. You know, they're talented. We need depth, we need more guys. So you see that happen, and then Auburn's getting a new staff, and they're South Carolina like, getting a new staff. Yeah, and Auburn's linebacker coach is out there. So I'm thinking, hmm, we need a linebacker coach, we still need a cornerback coach. I'm trying to connect the dots. I'm well, not and the, job. and the South Carolina defensive coordinator was out there at the time what? too, and he had and yeah he was out there when these guys committed. He because mm-hmm. Bus Champ was fired, and he was a DB, so they were connecting. Okay, the Auburn linebacker and the DB coach or the defensive coordinator yeah. from South Carolina. He is subsequently now he's like the DB coach at Miami. Yeah, so where he, I believe he's that's his I think alma mater. I believe played 
No, they played. Mark. They played at Auburn with. There was this, some connection, wasn't there, with the Miami? I thought. I thought I read something, but anyway, yeah. I Miami. think he's from the Miami area. I okay. think. I think he played Miami. at Auburn, and that was the connection to the linebacker coach at Auburn, where I think they played together or something. Okay. Um, I I got deep in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then then I've been on board with the Mike Elston. I've been doing my research yeah. on him. That too. Um, I think I've just decided that maybe just because I just haven't. I don't read into the coaches a lot, just because I'm I. I start to like one, then they're gone. Or oh, I know. I know. I'm kind of recruiting. Um, we hire one in the whole board. My God, why do I like that? <laughs> you know? I mean, it just seems like, I mean, I, I, there's a good question that I heard brought up. It's like, in, you know, with Brom, you know, this is the most important hire that he's made since last year's defensive coordinator. <laughs> um, it's like, do you really want? I think it was Tom on Golden Black says, "Do you really want to hire a guy with no experience?" But the, he also make a point like, "There's no home run home run hire." I mean, everybody, there's something wrong with everybody. You're, everybody likes about everybody. Everybody dislikes about everybody. You know, oh, this guy, you know, came from a small school, or you know, their defense sucked last year, or whatever. I mean, pick your reason. Um, and Elson hasn't, you know, been a defensive coordinator. It's like, do you really want to trust, you know, a very critical year for Brom to a guy who's never called plays before? Um, but it's like, I mean, I, I, I'm fine with Elston. I mean, he's, he's from a premier program. Obviously it's a hell of a lot easier to recruit in our name than it is to Purdue. Um, but I, I, think, mean, I suppose he's been his best recruiter and I'll take it. As far as like, I don't think like play calling is as, as, I don't know, critical. I think it's the, the mentality kind of like getting back to kind of, I don't know, the hard note or whatever, getting everybody back together, just everybody on like on the same page. It seems like there was a disconnect last year, and that was what's kind of come out with Diaco, that nobody, there were some guys that didn't buy in, or if the team and the coaches were kind of fractured, if it just get somebody in, it sounds like Hagen is a great guy and a great coach, and that he is intense, and like he back got what Holt was. players on board. Yeah. <laughs> that's a critical. Um, and that's what I, I don't know, I, I forget if I read that somewhere about Elston, too, that he is oh. just like, down, like no mess around like we're down to business and i mean he's a great guy he's gonna be really honest i mean brom same way it sounds like or he was I and mean, when we first came that's what everybody liked about him he's hard nosed gonna tell it like it is i don't know that's kind of what i'm hoping more for of just getting that everybody on the same page and that kind of that tough gonna come kick the crap out of people mentality it's speculated that we offered clayton white i believe his name was uh, the d coordinator at western kentucky the job but he ultimately took the south carolina job um, a couple of the names originally that were speculated are still out there. So we'll see. I mean, Diaco came out of nowhere last year. Yeah. But uh, one thing, going back to Elson, I see a lot of people say, are we really going to go down the road to get another name defense coordinator again? We had Diaco, we had Hudson. I'm like, oh really? really? We're going to compare, we're going to throw those guys. Like, we're, we're really going to do that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Diaco was really successful as a coordinator in Notre Dame. I mean, he's kind of been a train wreck everywhere else, but he was a good player. <laughs> Hudson, I'm not sure how he was at Notre Dame. I don't really I totally remember. forgot he was at Notre Dame. Yeah. So I, I like Elston because he's like I think everybody the Notre Dame people say he's their best recruiter. Yeah. So I mean I that's think that'd be like, that's okay. Thing. Yeah. But again, it's Notre Dame, pretty easy to recruit to Notre Dame. Yeah. Like like Alabama who's Alabama's best recruiter? Like nobody. Like probably just don't need one. Send a letter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Speak the school speaks for itself. So exactly. I'm interested. I, I honestly thought after the Hagen news, I thought we'd find out this afternoon who the defense coordinator was. My guess is they got somebody there just waiting to dot the I's, cross the T's, and we'll know by the next time we do a recording next week. It's it's very interesting. I mean, they talked about the timing of the transfer, so obviously it seemed like they probably knew you're not committing to a school that you've never visited without knowing who that your coaches are. Just, who your coaches, what wild. kind of style of defense they want to run, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But again, I don't know. Have those have those guys signed? That's the other thing is like, well, maybe they're taking the best offer. That was where I got a little worried I'm, about. I'll just start next week. The 19th. The 19th. So next week. Yeah. So that's what I, was, I have no idea when they're like actually committed. Like maybe like if Alabama offers Joseph Anderson tomorrow, is he going to be like, yep, okay, never mind. <laughs> Maybe not because he wants to play probably, and that's yeah, why he's he would be Purdue buried because... on the bench in Alabama. <clears throat> okay, but he's from Tennessee, so Tennessee comes and calls yeah. or whatever. But yeah. that's where I got a little worried, yeah, especially we'll talk about the train wreck. Yeah, what's going on in Knoxville? <laughs> what, what'd you say? So you want to talk about a train wreck? Let's talk about what's going on in Knoxville <laughs> every year. Every year. Hey, that's the program, though. Right um, yeah, for now. Um, for now. 
but yeah, I'm, I'm getting excited. Once I saw the Hagen news, that really excited me. I'm like, all right, yeah. if we if we get whoever we hire, Dave Corner, I'll probably pump myself all, all <laughs> you know, pumped, what if, pumped about Yako last year. So, oh man, what, so. what if it's Poindexter? But if they promote, I think Evan promote. brought up a great point. I think the players really like him and they'll buy in mm-hmm. for him, but I will feel a little underwhelmed too, just yeah. because I feel like we've got hyped up that we're going to be hiring somebody. Yeah, it's like, I feel like, him, like why not announce it? I mean, why not? You know, obviously, you would have gone through your due process and maybe, uh, hey, we would do want to interview those people. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, just, yeah. just see, like, obviously, they love Point Dexter, but they just want to make sure, like, there's not a better fit out there. And which I get that, but it's like, yeah, I will definitely be underwhelmed, which I feel bad because I like I like Point Dexter as a player, really good guy. The players obviously like him. Um, you know, the but, one defensive coach who's survived the Brown yeah. tenure. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, but it will be a little underwhelming. Which I mean, just the thing that makes me mad the most about that is just the people on the boards who are already doomsday prepping. Like they'll just add more fuel to their. I won't call them out by usernames. I got some right. <laughs> I just say their username right now, but I won't do it. But yeah, I I would be torn. I, I would see both ways. I, if they were going to do that, I would have thought they would have made like Hagen like a co-defensive coordinator, like he's been. I mean, it, I think Diaco was. I don't know what was he defensive coordinator and point point extra's been like co-defensive coordinator. Yeah, I really like, co- yeah. So I mean, if they were going to do that, I feel like they would have hired somebody. I don't know, unless they want someone more experienced. I, I still see him being like the co-defensive coordinator. I think that he's been loyal to Brom. And I mean, yeah. Brom and him, obviously they're on the same page and the players like him and he's a good safeties coach. Apparently. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping, I was hoping for a bigger name. You gotta make, make a little splash higher. Any buzz around that. And I know Brian speculated on the boards that they haven't talked to him. How about that defensive backs coach from the Ravens? Be awesome. I don't know nothing about him other than that he's been in the I mean, NFL. Yeah. DB's yeah, know, DB know, coach for the Ravens. So can you yeah. bring Ed Reed that, with him or something? Would, I mean, yeah. if we can get somebody from the NFL, yeah, which is which is kind of. I mean, it's happened, but it, it it'd be weird for me for a guy to go from the NFL. Would it make sense why they haven't announced it though, since the Ravens are still playing? Yeah, I mean, if you want to feed into that conspiracy, I know. The report today was that they haven't even called. Like he said, he hasn't been called. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's gonna say that, or he can say that. But. Say, oh yeah, maybe he hasn't been called, but maybe his agent has. Yeah, or Brom went out there face to face. Didn't need a call. <laughs> let's check flight aware. All right, let's go. Oh god, Baltimore to West Lafayette, or vice versa. So someone did post that. Someone posted like, hey, there was a flight from Baltimore to West Lafayette, and and someone responded was like. That was probably the women's basketball team coming back from Maryland. <laughs> back from the loss to Maryland. Oh, my there, God. You think that wasn't a loss. That was an embarrassment. Yeah, they, uh, we don't talk. I know we don't cover the women's sports, but they got to make a change. It's it's uh, long uh, overdue. It is long overdue. The problem is she keeps getting good recruits, but yeah. it doesn't out. You see the the video of the the girl from Lawrence. I think it's Lawrence yep. North. Uh, North like Network. stupid buzzer beater to win. Was it to win? Yep. It was the taking on overtime. Oh, taking on overtime. Oh, wow. Okay. Against Homestead. Really, yeah. Good pass, too. Girl yeah. put it right where it needed to be. Yep. So, but uh, yeah, we should know soon. I think about the defense coordinator. Um, I think I think we'll know, like you said, Tim, probably before our next recording. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping which may be Thursday night. Yeah, I would love tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. Possibly. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So, um, yeah, lastly, before uh, we wrap things up, saw Rivals. Webby, why don't you update us on the new Rivals rankings? Oh, God. Let's this. Oh, yeah, man, so, it's easy. I, I know. Um, yeah, Rivals came out with their updated uh, twenty the 2021 class rankings. Uh, this probably got to be – I guess it probably won't be the last one that uh, comes out, I would assume. It's probably going to be another – probably a couple before uh, – the final rankings come in um, pulled up here, but I know uh, Trey Kaufman ran. He definitely jumped up in the rankings a little bit. Um, I'm trying to find where it was. Oh yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Kaufman went, moved up to 30, which is pretty cool. I mean, considering when we started recruiting him, he was like a 
like an like a seventies, like, I think. I think in the eighties at least. Yeah, you, had, you, had, you had first who was like thirty two, and you had Coffin who was eighty. So it was that that was back when we were talking. Which one would you rather have? And it was well, first was obviously more developed and um, the higher uh, higher higher rate of prospect. Um, but obviously, if he stays is, thirty if he stays there. Would that be Painter's second highest recruit behind Biggie? Yeah. Probably. I thought I know, each one was like thirty fourth or something. I was. Does, does rivals do? Rivals do. I know two four seven does like a. You can see a history all time. Of an all time, um, which is a little depressing looking at our basketball <laughs> recruits or even our football recruits. To see what were that were some of the people like because especially I know football like all of our top recruits are in the last three years, which is hilarious. Okay, so he's thirty. Let's see. And first is forty third. Um, which would so also be like up would be like yeah I mean there was a point where we doesn't top get top fifty guys yeah like that, that was the thing for a long time was we couldn't get a top fifty guy except for you know we hadn't got one since Biggie and before that it was you know big you know it was Etwan and Etwan was you're good Tan Etwan was thirty five oh, on rivals thing so yeah that'd be so what was do we know what was Biggie. Uh, he was, was in the teens. Class of 2015. Yeah, I thought he was like 18 or something. And he was yeah. a five star McDonald's All American. So, and he was a Michigan State commit. So, that obviously helped him yeah, out. Mr. Basketball. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Basketball. Yeah. yeah Mr. Basketball. Uh, 19. 19. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he'd be, the, he'd be, yes. Yeah, in between Biggie and each one, I'd take it. <laughs> Pretty good company. Pretty good company. Um, yeah, first went to 43. Uh, and I think they're going to be updating the 2022 rankings. Which honestly, I, I think Lawyer will jump just because of the stupid hot streak he's been on. But I bet I would be surprised if Jamil Brown drops just because he hasn't played. They like I'm, I think Philly is just now getting underway with their call with their call it, with their high school basketball season. So and coming off an injury, so he'll probably drop. But hopefully they have a chance to play summer ball. And not that uh, matter, but um, it's fun when you got guys in you know the top portion of the. Of the rankings, so it's it's. I feel like it's unusual to see guys that go up after they commit to Purdue. It's just weird how that happens. It never happens. Yeah, I'm used to Ryan Baker dropping from like a five star when he's at Notre Dame to commit to Purdue to drop a three star. <laughs> I'll never forgive that one. Drop two stars, <laughs> which I I mean Ryan Baker was fine. But he probably deserved a three star ranking, but I I I'll never forget that one. That was like right when I started. Um, <clears throat> Started falling. Oh, we got a playoff update. Thad Mooney, OSU fumble recovery at Bama 19. I saw Bama was at 14-7. 14-7, yeah. Yeah, 14-7. 11 and a half minutes left in the second quarter. I don't yeah. remember my prediction. And I think it was 38-24, I think, was my prediction on my other podcast tonight. I don't remember. Looks like, looks like Ohio State's on the goal line. Not the four, Alabama four so, right now. So if Ohio State wins us all, wins another national championship by beating Alabama, like – um and I actually scored 14 14. Um man, I, I don't know what to say about them anymore. They're they are a cream of the crop. <laughs> like, yeah. Do you can we has it been anything said? I just really, really hope the Big Ten keeps IU's bull revenue sharing oh, from this just because they I mean they didn't wear the logo. It's pretty petty. Took it off. I, I would love it. I would love it if the Big Ten was just like, eh. You're like, you know that like $100 million? I have no idea what it is. <laughs> um, probably not that much. Probably like $20 million. I mean, it's a lot of money. It's like, yeah, we'll give you like two. You get like 10%. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, you kind of were there, but not really. You kind of were jerks to our conference. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I um, would love it. They've had some players uh, – Fry Fogel's coming back, but Wop, Wop's going pro. They had a lineman go pro yesterday, so they're losing some guys. I think, I think we had uh, Cam Screeton came on and said one of their, their best defensive backs is going pro, I think yeah, is what Cameron said. They're today. losing quite a few guys, but um, and we've lost some to the transfer portal like everybody. Greg <laughs> Murphy Jr., that was unfortunate. Yeah. Understandable, though, if his family's having some health issues. Understandable, he wants to be close to home, but really wanted to see him play at Purdue. Our, our four-star running back history, we just they never pan out for us. Yeah. We don't get them very often. They don't they don't pan out, unfortunately. There is a four-star running back from Indianapolis in the transfer portal from Cathedral. I think he went to USC. Marquis right. Strep, I think is his name. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yep. You're right. That uh, was very nearly committed to Purdue before choosing USC two or three years ago. He is 
available. You want to keep an eye on. So I don't think Purdue's done. I think they're going to grab some more guys. Yep. So, might as well. It's free agency. Grab who you can. What do you think about grabbing a uh, free agent? Grabbing a <laughs> transfer, really, whether it's a transfer or a grad transfer quarterback? Nope. Nope. Yeah, same. Unless, unless Brom expects one of the three to be on the move between Plummer, O'Connell, and Burton, unless he knows something. Correct. Or even Alimo, if he's Alimo's wants to go back out East or something, I don't know, but unless there's something there, I don't. Yeah. I feel like the quarterback room is already full. And then you got Allen committed for 2022. I know they're looking at, they're looking at that kid to add maybe a potentially late 2021. But three star, sounds, but. It sounds like he was going to, we'd know like today or tomorrow because he's but yeah, I don't. I, I don't want to grab another quarterback right now. So yeah, we we kind of missed on McCauley, unfortunately. Yeah, we'll see. You yeah, yeah, he can, yeah. We'll I see. Know. We'll see. Time will tell. But yes, uh, sir. but Andrew, why don't you hit us with that last sponsor read before we uh, wrap things up? Yes, sir. The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by Shroff Landscaping. Shroff Landscaping has been in business for over fifty years and can handle all of landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, and fall cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact them today for all of your landscaping needs at 574-223-2769. Shroff Landscaping, design with you in mind. They are also boiler-owned and operated. There you go. I kind of see the common theme here. (laughs) All right, guys, final thoughts. Just beat them. <laughs> Evan, are you gonna have to watch? Uh, what were you gonna oh, watch? I forgot game, about that. Oh man, uh, we've uh, it's usually it, right. No, first one was oh, the first one, yeah, yeah back in 2016. That was, uh, yes, that. did did we watch that game we with you guys yeah. at uh, was that Hannah's like 21st birthday? Yeah, yeah. 20, yes, yes, at rock bottom. Yes, I, hmm, I want to say something, but I don't want to jinx it, so I'm not gonna say it on there. I'll say it on there. Yep. Yeah. But uh, it's been it'll be usually pretty civil. We don't say a whole lot during the game, so I don't know. But usually, she hasn't watched. She's watched more this year than she has in previous years, so it may be a little different. I don't know. We'll find out. She you're gonna have to go to the garage or something. Like, uh, like <laughs> she knows the players, so and she's. I mean, she watches pretty as much as she watches Indiana now, so she's informed. But it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. So I do typically go to my parents' house to watch the games this year. Ian, right after the game the other day, my dad, my dad gets to check out. Got to go listen to post game. Max <laughs> <laughs> it out. He was so excited. That's what I miss about we talked. I know Tanner, you and I kind of I think last yeah. week we talked about just things that we miss about you know going to games, and that's what I miss was like walking back to my car from the game and getting in and like being right in the midst of Absolutely. the post game. I mean, I guess I can very easily just listen now, but I don't. Yeah, tune in or whatever, but it's not the same. Um, I listen to the pregame while I'm driving over there usually, but. You know, I would still crank uh, pregame for football, usually on my Amazon Alexa or something. But, uh, no, it's definitely not the same. There's just something about going down and coming back from the game and listening to the pregame and postgame. You just get used to it for all those years and the voices. It's different with Rob Blackman and Bobby Buckets, but they're doing a good job. It's just getting – They did a great job. I mean, that call, the end the, – That was sweet. The we called in the last part of the Michigan State game. It was Bobby – was, Bobby was real excited, and it was, it was funny to listen to. Yep. Andrew, closing thoughts. Uh, I, I hate and love this week. It's like I, I, I can't stand losing to IU. Fortunately, it hasn't happened in a long time, so I'd like to keep it that way. <laughs> 600 miles between my father-in-law and his IU ways. There's nothing <laughs> this week. Fair enough. Put him in his place, Thad. More power to you, Thad. <laughs> yep. So it's, I work with uh, um, some diehard IU people, so. I work with one. He's not a diehard. He went there, but he's, he doesn't really care. So it's not as – won't be as satisfying or won't be as bad mm-hmm. on how the game goes. So yeah, so we'll see. It's, it's like you guys, but I, I love it, but I hate it. Um, it's a sporting event I definitely look forward to, but it's also my least favorite sporting event, if that makes sense, I guess, both. But I am confident. Maybe maybe I'm too overconfident going into this year. But uh, hopefully we can come on our next broadcast and talk about how it's still Mackie South. You <laughs> eat crow or anything. So uh, let's boiler up, hammer down, beat the Hoosiers and the Nittany Lions. Yes, sir. Boiler up.